0: Good evening, everybody. This is Grizzly, once again, from Lexington, Kentucky. From coast to coast, all around the world, I've been on the hunt for psychics and mediums for a while. Excuse me for this evening, I'm losing my voice for some reason. I don't know why, but... Excuse me for that. But I have a very special guest backstage. And I'm always looking for new guests for the show. I'm thinking about doing a book. But let's see if she is ready. Here we go. Let's bring her on. Hello, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you? Doing fine. Introduce yourself. My name's Michelle Seaman, and I'm a psychic medium. Um, I'm 65 years old. I'm divorced. I have two daughters, one son in law, and two granddaughters who keep me busy. And um, I just enjoy helping people. I think that's been my whole life through my career as a social worker is so my goal has always been to help people. And I think that being a psychic medium, that's my biggest goal is to bring people some peace and some calmness in their life.
0: All right. That's really nice. So, How did you get started in all this?
1: Oh, you know, someone asked me that today. And um, thinking back as a child, I had deja vu, which I think a lot of people do have. And I do think a lot of people have abilities. They just don't tap into them or they're afraid of them. And um, I think a lot of people experience things like deja vu. I remember distinctly as a child being someplace it was a wooded area and I remember the fence and there was a sign on the fence and I had been there before I know yeah. I'd been there before and my father was with me and he said there's no way you could have been here before but I remember distinctly as a young child seeing their place knowing I had been there before so that was probably a first experience for me and then um As I got older, went into my career as a social worker, I definitely knew I was very empathic and intuitive and that showed in my work with people. Um, They grow very close to me and I to them and trying to help them better themselves and get a better life for themselves and their children. So I've always been in a helping profession. And then when uh, my job ended due to a contract uh, ending thing, um, I remember sitting one night on my computer and I was looking through pictures and I don't even know what site I was on. It was probably a Facebook site. And looking through pictures of people who had passed away and I'm like, I can feel what they're thinking. I can feel how they're feeling. One of my first ones was a young man from Ireland who had passed away in a tragic motorcycle accident and he died instantly. And I knew that. I felt like I was with him. I knew the minute he hit the pavement, he was gone. So he didn't he didn't suffer. Wow. So important family. I ended up reading. I read for his sister. I read for his best friend who was a girl, his brother who was in prison found a way to link into me so that he could talk to me in prison about his brother's death. That's how much he wanted to connect with his brother, that he found a way in prison in Ireland I don't know what the prisons are like in Ireland. I don't imagine they're, you know, as nice as our prisons are. But um, he found a way to link into me, and he was contemplating suicide.
0: And you're in the United States,
1: and I'm I'm in Little Herkimer, New York, upstate New York. New York. Okay. Yes. So, so he yep. was contemplating suicide. He was contemplating suicide, and I knew that. And hopefully I stopped him. He had a child to think about. He was gonna get out of prison. He wasn't gonna be there for life. He was gonna get out. He had a future in front of him. He had a girlfriend. He had a child. He had a career. You know, he could go back to school. There's so many things that he could do. So I really connected with that family. And it was it was sad. His his best friend, who was a girl, I knew that they'd had a discussion one time about passing young. You know, what they would do if they had passed young. And um I felt that and that really touched her. You know, that knew that made her knew that he was connecting with me because how would I know about that conversation? So grown- Went from there. So I think from from not working and having the time to really delve into things, I just would really pick up on people and I would ask questions. You know, one man I found, you know, he had an abusive childhood and I picked up on that. And he was hard on his kids too, not abusive. Like he was abused but he was hard on his kids and his daughter had a hard time with that but once i explained to her that he had been an abused child it made more sense to her why he was kind of hard on them because he wanted them to grow up and and he wanted them to have good lives you know he just he just was a tough parent you know he didn't have that love and affection in his growing up years Right. And
0: usually, you know, because I have taken classes to be uh, a social worker as well and taking psychology and others, usually yeah. that trade has been passed down, right? Yeah. Because that's what they know is what they experience when they grew up.
1: Correct,
0: yes. Now, uh, when you were growing up, with your abilities, how did that affect your life?
1: Well, it, it's interesting. It's a really good question. Um, I grew up as an only child. So in many ways, I was very spoiled. My dad worked. My mom stayed at home. My mom was emotionally distant, to say the least. She wasn't warm and fuzzy. And dad, and dad was a really great guy. Dad and I were best friends, and um, I was very close to him. But he was a very highly functioning alcoholic, and eventually, the alcohol did cause him to pass away when he was seventy four years old. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, that was really tough. I barely—he was in Florida with my stepmother, and I barely made it there in time. So I kept praying to my grandmother, please don't come and get him yet because I'm not there and I need to be there. And my grandmother listened to me and she and my uncle who had passed away before my father, um, they were waiting for him. And I knew that they were there, but it was funny because my grandmother didn't like Florida. So I kind of laughed at that. that's why she didn't want, didn't, you know, <laughs> mind not coming down. <laughs> getting him because she really didn't like Florida but um they waited for me and I was able to be there and hold him in my arms when he took his last breath wow yeah yeah if I had family there with me
0: that's that's impressive that that really is and it's very touching and you know as growing up you know during the childhood years until your later teens you know the difference between you and others how did um, that make you feel
1: i was i was always the type of social worker i was in sorority we had three sororities we had the top sorority the middle sorority and the bottom sorority And I did not make it into the top sorority, which is something my mother threw in my face, believe it or not. But I made the middle sorority and I actually ended up holding a statewide position with them because it was a sorority that had young women and older women. It was an older women's sorority. And that was a big honor for me. And I made a lot of friends there. But I always had friends like in different layers or stratas of society i made friends with everybody i i enjoy talking with everybody because i always felt like i learned things from people so i think again i was just more intuitive than maybe other people were back at that time i could just sense things and feel things and and other people cry and I would cry with them and uh, you know, just being very sensitive. You know, more well,
0: being sensitive and everything, you know, one of the things that brings the question to my mind with your abilities, has that affect relationships growing up?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Being being a sensitive and tuning into people's feelings about you, um, I think definitely affects you. I'm so blessed that I have friends that I have had for fifty three years. Oh wow, that's nice. We have been best friends. I have uh-huh. two other ladies and myself. We have been best friends for, um, yeah, eight, five, eight, three. So, yeah, more like 57 years. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah, we've been best friends. And we've been through thick and thin, trust me. We have that's had what
0: we call true friends.
1: Our ups and our downs. And one of my friends, love um, the two friends. One is... Um, more aware and in tune to my psychic abilities and is more accepting of it and my ability to talk to her about some of my readings because some of them come back when they come back that you've connected with someone's past loved one and you've really connected with them that brings them so much joy and when they give you feedback it explained that joy to you. It makes you feel so good inside because you're helping someone. You're connecting with someone. My wow. other girlfriend, not so much. Wow. Not so much. She's not so much into this, Even <laughs> though she believes in afterlife. And there were things like when her mom passed, she smelled cigarette smoke in her house. Well, her dad was was a big smoker. And I said, that was your dad. Your dad's telling you he's got your mom now. And she'll believe in things like that, but not so much of my abilities. So we had a big falling out recently. It was it was big. And we got through it. And That's I told her, of all the things we can get through, if this is, you know, the least of it, come on. You know, we've been through more, through more trauma. They went through me through my divorce. They were there for me for that, for financial difficulties that I had. They were always the first ones there for me. Michelle, do you need money? I mean, they're very
0: true friends.
1: Very blessed.
0: Yeah. Now, when my grandmother passed away, you know, I smelled her favorite perfume.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: You know, I I told my wife at the time, I was like, do you smell that? She's like, Mm. yeah, I do. That's your grandmother's favorite perfume. I'm like, she's here. Isn't it? Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've always been intrigued by psychics and mediums because not only their abilities, but the gifts they have. And what they're able to do, and it's amazing. Now with you, it,
1: it is. Can you go out in public? I to say that. Can you go? It out is in it's, it's It is amazing. It's it's when. No, I'm not like I'm not like Teresa Caputo. I do not go out in public and say, "Oh, by the way, your past loved one is coming through to you right now." I don't do that. No, I don't work like that.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't mean it that way. But what I was going to <laughs> is, when you go out in public, are you bombarded with spirits trying to get oh, your
1: attention? Yeah. Yes, definitely. I work. Um, well, I was working at um, a private lodge. I belong to the Elks Lodge in Herkimer. I'm an officer there. And uh, that was my father and his friend's favorite hangout. So when I was there, I was a bartender and I would be there late at night. And I never once was afraid. Not once. I never felt a negative spirit. I always felt positive spirits, and I knew if anyone's there, I knew who they were, and they were yeah. my dad and all his friends. So I never once. Other, we have other um, young, younger girls, younger women who are bartenders who do get a little spooked right. at night, but they haven't had the history like I have. I practically grew up there. My children grew up there. So, um, no, I'm very, very comfortable being in that environment. That's awesome. That yeah really
0: is. now, being a counselor, that really had to help you when helping other people.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely being a social worker. I've been working with I'll tell you chris it 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 amazes me, but in the past two weeks. I have done five readings on men who have passed away from fatal heart attacks who were on vacation. Oh, wow. Is that not amazing? Yes. Five. Yes. Five. I said, what is it? God is missing men on vacation in their fifties and sixties. You know, I mean, he's, he's got a, a void in heaven and he wants five men within the past two weeks. I it just blew me away. And when I kept coming up with heart attack and heart attack and heart attack. And these women were with them. Their partners were with them when they had their heart attacks. Except for one. One day I just read um, yesterday. He had a heart attack alone and he ended up in a coma for six months before he passed away. So really, really tragic. But the other ones, I mean, one, they were, they were resting in their hotel room. He was laying down in bed. He had a fatal heart attack with her there. She's trying to perform CPR on him. He was gone. He was just
0: going
1: And she is, I mean, these women are beyond devastated.
0: Oh, I can imagine.
1: They are so devastated. And some of them are women where the man did a lot in the family. You know what I'm saying? They really kind of kept. The wheels turning and things going, and the women did what they did. And when they're left alone, it's a big shock for them. They've got to deal with, you know, houses and property and oh, children,
0: absolutely,
1: animals and you know, finances, you know, all, all those things. And they're doing it on their own, and it's so hard on them. I've been really, I don't know how to do this, but I've been wanting to do a support group for them because maybe if they could talk to each other it would give them some comfort and be you know and I tell them I just did a reading on another woman who lost her husband the same way you did and she's going through this too I want you to know you're not alone right
0: you're,
1: and what you're going through because I think that's really important for them to know that they're not alone.
0: Right. And you know, what's sad is when you bring up that that subject about uh, the finances side and and having mm-hmm. struggles, I've known people, whether it's men or women, that's never used a checkbook.
1: Or balance right.
0: the checkbook before, or right. even kept up with finances. Now I know today he's a lot different because it's all electronic debit, and it's a little bit easier. Right, I didn't know what bills to pay, when to pay them. You know, uh-huh. and they really had a big struggle with it. They really yeah. did. Sure. And, you know, that was a lot of stress on them. And yes. losing their loved one on top of it.
1: Right, right. And some of these women, I know some of them are are well off. They're okay financially. And other ones are really struggling and wondering, you know, I sell the house, I keep the house, I get an apartment, I move in with family. You know, they're going through struggles and I try to help them with that. Depending on what their loved one is saying to me, what I'm getting, you know, the images I'm getting or the feelings that I'm getting, I, I will give them advice as to what I think the loved one is, is imparting upon me.
0: Now, I always believed in psychics and mediums, okay, and so has my mother. Uh uh, my dad is like it's hocus pocus you know he don't believe in all this stuff and and i and and i always told my dad you have to open up your mind and you have to accept things i mean if you believe in aliens and you believe in bigfoot then why don't you believe in people with abilities and special gifts yeah. You know, and I, I know there's a lot of fakes and scammers out there, which we're going to oh, talk about. You, but, you know, me speaking and interviewing a lot of people, especially like you, has really opened my mind totally up. And I see a totally different aspect or view of people with gifts and abilities uh some people that I know that I've interviewed and spoken with are not able to leave home because of um, the issues
1: yeah. yeah, yep I have a uh, um a woman I met through one of the um psychic groups on Facebook I had met and we friended each other and she's from Germany and she doesn't leave home she's agoraphobic and yeah. i've been to help her and she's actually been able to get out to the mailbox.
0: Well, that's that's which, impressive.
1: Uh, which was a big deal for her and she has gone to the doctors. So trying to get her to go again, she needs more physical appointments and right. getting her out and that's been a big and I'm just been a big support for her and trying to encourage her to get out. But her she feels her dad around her all the time. Well, that's he nice. Yeah, he never leaves her. He's always there, and her grandmother too.
0: That's nice.
1: But I also saw her mother. I saw oh, her really?
0: mother. Yes. Yes, that's, I saw her that's mother. Too. Really interesting. Yeah, yes. Really you know, with people like you. That have the abilities and everything to help other people. How do you determine the rules from the fakes and scammers?
1: It's it's hard. I think when I think you get a feeling. I think you'll get a feeling when you talk to them. If it's just in general terms, and sometimes I do use general terms because that's all the only thing that's coming to me at the time. But if it's all in general terms that they, you know, they love you, they miss you, blah, blah, blah. I'll say um, they miss having coffee with you in the morning. And that'll be the difference. And they'll say, "Oh my God, we always had coffee together in the morning. You know, that was a big thing for them. And or, or shopping or doing something special that that I sense that versus the people who are um, number one just in it for the money. And we can talk about the money thing too because there's two points of view on on psychics taking you know cash payments or Venmo or PayPal or whatever, mm. and the other ones not doing it, and um, so I got off on the tangent of, of the payment thing, and not you know, and and some psychics you'll know, feel that they deserve to get paid, but I think the ones that are scammy are you know ask right away for money. That's their first line of business is money. You know, usually I would get into a reading and then I have had people offer to pay me quite a few times. And what I do is, is that um, I don't accept payment. Uh, even though I could use the money too, but I don't accept payment. I feel it's a God given gift. So I'm giving back it's my way of repaying to other people. So I tell them that if they can to donate to a local animal rescue. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. And they've done it. I've had people do it before, which really pleases me. So, um, so that's giving back to their local community. Cause I feed the feral cats in our community. And, um, so I spend a lot of money on them, but I got to get them fat for winter. Right. Yeah, a lot of snow up here. It's very, very cold right now. I think it's around 25 degrees out right now. Ooh, we,
0: that's cold. Yeah,
1: it's cold. That's we have cold. no snow yet. It's been raining. But, um, yeah, it's getting colder, and it won't be long before we get the snow. And I feed those cats Every single day. Do you, do you have a Kroger's up there? Pardon? you have a Kroger's up there? No.
0: Okay. And if you ever talk to somebody throughout the United States that has a Kroger's. Uh-huh. They can call their local shelter.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: get a special number. And call Kroger's in every purchase they make a percentage will be donated to that shelter to help them out um, yes and I, i'm set up to do that and so is my okay. family
1: oh
0: yeah there really okay. is
1: i have to google them
0: yep yeah. so
1: they might that, be in syracuse they're not in herkimer
0: yeah so that's 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 very good and and that means a lot to me because I'm I'm a big, huge animal lover. I really am. You know, oh, uh, all of our I pets have, have been rescued.
1: I have seven.
0: So yeah, all of our pets have been rescued.
1: Yeah, yeah. My my two except I do have a chihuahua who is my baby. Oh, I love my who, chihuahuas. I did. I I I did buy him. I have to be honest. I paid three hundred dollars for him. It was a young couple who had the mom and dad hadn't gotten them fixed yet, and they had the puppies. Yeah, and so beautiful. But he ended up being eleven pounds. Oh he wow! Started out one point seven pounds when I got him. He was the cutest little thing. He's eleven pounds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I have two. It's called Emmett and Tiny. They're with my daughter right now in uh, Louisville because she went to college uh, we're in the process of moving so you know when when you talk about compensation you know I've heard people that has been saying oh you have been cursed you need to pay me $2,000
1: so I can remove the curse off you yeah, those are ridiculous. You just can't. Yeah, you can't. Right? When they come out with the cursing thing. That's just ridiculous. They, you know, it's totally it. It's totally different if they come out. You know, even I don't believe demonologists charge. You know, I don't think they come out and they charge to try to rid someone of a demon or a dark energy. So. I don't think the first thing is going to be, you know, you're cursed and you pay me and I'll get rid of your curse, but they do it all the time and people believe that.
0: You and know, people because I I I think they get taken advantage of a lot and yeah. people believe in it and they actually pay for it.
1: Yes, they do. They do. I wish and, they would. It's really sad. And now- see, I I offer my services for free because I can. But I know there are legitimate psychic mediums who offer their services for a charge, but it's usually a minimal charge. That is correct. They, you know, it's around $20, $25, which I don't think is a bad charge. You know, you get out to, what is it, Lollybrook in New York, they has all the psychic mediums and they put out their shingles and they might charge more like in the $55 range or so. But or if they connect, yes, or higher. But if they connect with your loved one and you're happy with that, then it's worth the money. Well... So, so I'm
0: thinking
1: people making a living... Because some people make a living this way. Well, and,
0: and, and that's my point.
1: And people have pointed out to me that since I do feed the feral cats and I do have so many animals of my own, that I could do my own site and accept donations that would go for food for the ferals because I feed them quite a bit But um, okay. I haven't that done that up
0: yeah and you know one of the things I try to tell people too is that some of the psychics and mediums that are not able to leave the house because they're not able to shut off or block or shield themselves yeah, right. from all the spirits and people that has passed. You know, the only they they can't work a regular job. And that's why they charge $25 or $30 a reading.
1: Sure. Now,
0: one of the things I always say is that, you know, they already have a client-based. They already know that they're real. They already right. know they've been tested and validated. So that's why people go to them and use them.
1: Right.
0: So that's the difference between you going to online and saying, I want to pay $30 to get a reading, and you, and you don't know what you're doing or who you're talking to.
1: Right. Right. So, yeah. That
0: makes
1: a big difference I mean, there and there are times that we bomb you know there are times that I have fallen on my katushkas and I have just you know bombed the whole reading but funny the last one that I did for a woman on her her um, pass on I did this whole reading and it was pretty detailed. And she's like, no, that's just not him. And I'm like, wow, because it was pretty detailed. This other woman had read it, came online and said, "Um, you hit my son perfectly. Oh, wow. Never know what spirit's going to come through to you. So she must have been reading this post when I was reading this post about this past young man And I picked up on her son. I could see that. Yeah. It was really amazing. It was just everything about it was just her son personality, manner of passing. It was, it was her son and it wasn't her lady. So yeah. and I think somebody else read for her and came up with things. So I think she did get a reading out of it, but, uh, I felt bad, but I was like, wow, that's amazing to hit, you know, 10 out of 10 points.
0: And, you know, I always tell people that a psychic medium is not going to be always going to have answers for you. Right. You know, that spirit may not come forward. Your loved one may not be there at that time. Yep. So you have to understand that. And yep. you don't go into a reading to have expectations to get what you want because you may not get that. And right. it doesn't mean that they're fake. It just means that at that time they're not there. And there's nothing right. that the psychic medium can do.
1: Right. And, some, and sometimes they'll think about it later and be like, oh, my God. Now I know what that means. And oh. it'll. To them, that's something that we said because sometimes I just get a feeling. I mean, it'll be things like, Did he like bowling? All of a sudden, bowling comes to me and be like, He loved bowling, you know, he lived to bowl. And uh, that'll just give you confirmation that you are connecting with the person, they're coming through to you and giving you snippets of their life. It's not like you're going to get their whole life story. And they name, right. you know, name every sibling or every child even. I mean, sometimes I'll I'll feel a, a certain child, but I don't feel all of them. You know, maybe I'll feel a daughter, but he also had two sons. Well, I could feel a daughter. That's all I can say is that maybe, you know, the daughter was maybe a little bit more spoiled or more of a princess or whatever. And he just wanted to let their daughter knew that he was coming through thinking of her. So sometimes you just, you know, you just don't, you don't hit on it. Sometimes I like to, a lot of groups don't like to do this, but sometimes I like to ask one question, just one question. So if you tell me, yes, then I know I'm hitting, then I can go on with my reading. But if you tell me, no, then maybe I'm not and let somebody else do a reading. Cause maybe they will, they will hit on you. I
0: mean, that makes sense. You know, that's one of the things that I've learned is that be wary or beware of a person that asks a lot of questions before the reading. Right. Because they're really good with micro expressions on your face
1: Uh Uh-huh. And
0: usually you're there for love. Yeah. Or financial or a passing of a loved one.
1: Well, I just I just did a reading yesterday on a woman who did not post a picture. I read by pictures. I go by, if they send me a picture of their loved one or of themselves, that's how I do my readings. I study the picture and I pick up the energy from the picture. And um, it is hard though when they send pictures of more than one person in the picture because then a lot of times you're picking up better energy too and you might end up instead of reading the loved one, you might end up reading them. So it's nice just to have a picture of one person, but I have read multiple pictures or people have sent me single pictures, but of multiple people in their family because they've lost a lot of people. So it does get exhausting. I do have to say that, that you do get tired. You
0: You do get tired and exhausted.
1: (laughs) Yep. But I did a, a re-end. she didn't post a picture. She just reached out and said that it was a, 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 you know, someone had, had passed and I said, was it a husband? And she said, no, I'm like, oh, okay. So I kind of moved on and said, well, it's not a husband. Well, she called him her life partner. They weren't married, right. but to me, he came through as a husband, You know, in my mind he came through as a spouse, not just a life partner, which is what they were calling each other. So I end up doing a full reading for her because I found only he was calling to me and he did. He wanted to be heard. And um and so I did the full Full reading for her for just even her saying no when I would normally just move along and let someone pick up maybe it was a mother that she was missing. You know, I can't always tell. A lot of times I can see spirits around people when I study their pictures. I can see maybe grandma in the corner and what she looks like and I can describe her so they know if that's grandma. So things... Come
0: to me too. I mean, that actually makes sense. And, you know, that's one thing that I've learned with uh, talking with people and trying to share the knowledge with other people that you actually have to have an open mind first off. And like I said earlier, don't have the expectations of getting what you want when you first sit down. Right. You don't know who's going to come through or who's not going to come through. Who's going
1: to come through. Right. It may not be the person that you want, but all right. of a sudden they'll realize, oh, my God, that was Uncle Joe. You know, they'll come up with somebody and say, well, that, you know, but that may be the person that wanted to come through or just had more of a strength to be able to come through.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people don't understand you all or people like you because what they see on TV and then they find out that they're fakes or phonies.
1: Yeah. And- yeah. Some are so amazing mm-hmm. that it just, you know, how they come up with some of the things they come up with. And it's hard to know who. Are fakes or not, but boy, they make a lot of money. You know, yeah. doing and they have shows, and people they will sell out their shows, and and just for a chance to to chat with a loved one, you know, God bless them if they're on target and it brings somebody peace. And I say, God bless them.
0: Right. I mean, I, I mean, I could understand that. I really do, but. You know, I always tell people don't, and I keep repeating myself with it, don't ever, ever set expectations because you you may set yourself up for heartaches or failures, and you don't want that. And just like when people go ghost, ghost hunting, you know, you may go mm-hmm. into a house or a building or a place and have no activity.
1: Right. You know?
0: And that's the way it is. And,
1: and then I mean, you when know, it happens, can, it can be having tons of activity. You just don't, you don't know, you don't know who they're going to connect with, and who's going to, you know, whose energy is going to chase them away, whose energy is going to attract them. I think right. that they're you know, attracted to um, different energies of people. I You're think right. you. Can, People, they'll say that they feel spirits around them and they'll be, there's just their personality, they'll be attracted to them.
0: Mm -hmm. Excuse me, I'm losing my voice for some reason. I don't know why I'm not sick. Uh, First off, I want to give a, a shout out to all the admins and monitors or monitors moderators for let me advertise in the groups and let me post and Michelle I sent you a link to yeah. one of my new Facebook groups if I can hit it back up okay I don't know if you can see that right but it's psychics and mediums around the world
1: oh okay
0: I just started that the other night and hopefully you join and I sent you a link to it.
1: Hey, sure.
0: And you can do anything you want in there. You can post, you can write, you can share your experience. It doesn't matter.
1: Oh, okay.
0: For people like you that has a voice and something that you can share with people. And I think that's very, very important to do. And it really is. And I think, there are more good of you than bad, in my opinion. Yes, I know that you have bad apples, and the bad mm-hmm. apples unfortunately make people like you look bad.
1: Right,
0: and that's sad. It really is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, have you ever ever tried to work with uh, agencies or law enforcement people?
1: Um. Recently, there was a missing woman in New York State, and I did try to reach out to law enforcement to ask them if they worked with psychics, and they never got back to me.
0: Yeah, I noticed that uh, law enforcement people are very, very wary with working with psychics. Yeah. Uh, Most of the time that I'm aware of, uh, because, you know, I was in law enforcement. We never... Actually, had any psychics or anything, yeah. But uh, you know, the bigger departments and bigger cities do, and they called them advisors,
1: right? They asked,
0: and they would not use that because they couldn't put them on the stand or anything and, and have them testify because you know they'd be like, eh, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying, yeah. So uh, and I know a few psychics that actually do work with agencies
1: oh, that good do sure.
0: missing persons and uh, bodies and and stuff like that, and and help them solve cold cases.
1: Yes, um, cold cases. And I
0: do know people like you that don't charge, and you know, and I tell people. From what I understand, if you get a reading and you try to tape it and they say, no, you're not allowed to record it. And if they say, because it interferes with my balance or my harmony, then take out a pen and paper and take notes. And they say, no, you're not allowed to do that. Then I would probably get up and walk away. Yeah. if something's not right. Right. Something's not right.
1: right. They want to take notes. I mean, since my readings are all through Facebook or private messenger, um, we have a history of what's written. So we know we can go back and see, you know, what was said and what was written. So they know we're we're on target or not. And people, you know, a lot of people do stay in touch with me. Um, I've had some families. I did one very touching reading. The woman had posted a picture of a little girl. I'll do readings on children. Not everyone does because children are very, very hard, especially babies. She posted a beautiful picture of this beautiful little girl and she called her my angel. So, of course, I assumed she had passed away. Well, I did this full reading on her from her stomach aches to angels being around her.
0: Oh, lost your voice. My phone was... There you go. I got you back. Mm
1: -hmm. So I did this whole reading on, on her, her favorite colors, her favorite toys. I knew everything about her. Well, come to find out, she hadn't passed away, her mother just called her my angel. But the way the post read, it sounded like she was past, but she had been very sick, and I picked oh. up on ailments. So she had she ended up private messaging me, and we had a long conversation because I felt dreadful that I thought that the little girl had passed away. But I did see angels around her and I do feel that that was, you know, it's a protective factor for her having these angels around her trying to keep her well. But I haven't heard from the mother in a very long time because she was due to have some scans. Uh And I wish that they would reach out to me and let me know how she was doing because I do care about them. When I read them, that's
0: very thoughtful and, and sensitive of you, of you. You know, a lot of people do not worry or think about anything once the reading's done.
1: Oh, you know? yeah. No, no, I feel definitely connected to these people, and a lot of them do stay in touch with me. I have quite a few that I'm in touch with. And, um, you know, again, if it, they have someone to talk to, in their grief and it helps keep them well to know that they can, you know, that they've got me to talk to, you know, anytime day or night, I've talked to people to try to help them because unfortunately, um, a lot of people do think about ending their own lives when they've lost someone that they've loved so deeply. Yes. Oh, and, and I do read, I do unfortunately get a lot of suicides in my readings, a lot of suicides, a lot of drug overdoses, um, still some COVID coming through. There's been quite a few COVID passings. Um, I'm surprised I don't get more 9-11 passings, you know, but uh yeah, unfortunately there's there's a lot of suicides out there. So I really try to discourage them from that line of thinking. And it's not what their loved one wants for them. They want them to pass of natural causes at a very yeah. elderly age, you know.
0: Right. Absolutely. And yeah. you know, I am you for doing that. And one of the things that I suggest, and you're probably gonna say no is I suggest for you to set up a GoFundMe page. Oh. So that way, if they want to donate, let them let them donate.
1: Yeah, that's an idea.
0: You know, it, it's not like you're saying, hey, here's my GoFundMe page, put 25 or $30 in it. You yeah. Know, let them decide if they want to put any money in it or not. And it's just an option.
1: Right. Because
0: people like you, you know, that are taking time and energy with your gift should be rewarded because of what you do, but also, you know, financial reasons. In this world today, in our economy... You know, it, it's so rough to to survive.
1: Yeah, I know. Because. I know. If I will, I'll think about it.
0: Yeah, please do. Yeah. You know, and, and ladies and gentlemen that's listening out there from coast to coast and around the world, I'm not suggesting her to charge or ask for money for her services i'm just saying you know uh have her think about a GoFundMe page and when she does her readings or anything and and if you want to donate any amount of money whether it's five dollars two dollars or ten you know it's up to you to to help her out and you know and that's all you know that's that's all I have to say. So, thank you. You know. But thank also you. on that Oh, you're welcome. But also on that uh Facebook group I sent you, you can also advertise. Okay. You can also post anything you want. All right. You can post past stories and you can change the names if you need to. Yeah. Sure. You can also post anonymously. You can just tap a button and they won't know who you are
1: oh. name
0: or nothing. So it'll just show your post and nothing else. Uh-huh. And that's the way most of my groups are set up. So okay. nobody nobody will feel embarrassed or nobody will feel like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm gonna get all these, you know, instant messages or I'm going to be attacked by all these people. Yeah. So, you know, uh, number one, I do not allow any drama in any of my groups. Period. Oh, uh, no emojis. Uh-huh. Uh, no negative feedback. If you mm-hmm. don't agree, scroll on. No oh, good. If you do have any drama or conflict, you're automatically out you're banned. Mm -hmm. And not only are you banned from my groups, you're banned from other groups as well.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: we take that very seriously. Right. And, you know, a lot of people say, Grizzly, you have a lot of admin on your teams. Well, because we monitor our groups on a regular basis. And some of us are in different time zones. And across the world so right. that way we can actually monitor what's going on and, and so forth right uh, you know I admire people like you I, I always have uh, you know what other stories do you have
1: oh gee whiz I don't know I'm trying to think <laughs> like I said I've had you know the poor men with the heart attacks, it just uh, breaks my heart. And um, again, doing, you know, doing the hard ones are, are again, the children, those are the hard ones with the babies, especially ones that are like firstborn or stillborn or born with issues and only live for a few hours. Those are the hard ones to do. But, uh, we had talked a little bit yesterday about uh, doing some work in demonology. Right. I'm not a demonologist. By no stretch of the imagination am I a demonologist. I do some work in demonology. I have an interest in it. And um, I try to help people in cleansing their houses. You know, I usually recommend saging a house. If it's bad, having it blessed, you know, by a religious person, that's always good. Or blessing it yourself by reading the Bible and going through, through you can get holy water and um, spreading holy water. But I believe a lot in saging and trying to keep the negative spirits out. But the negative spirits thrive on negativity and they thrive on fear. So if you're fearful and you always worry and you're always fretting over things, they're going to be more attached to that than people who are finding the good in things and finding the more positive things in life. And I think that's, you know, that's important is is just the atmosphere we present to ourselves and to others and in our home is important as to what we attract in. And getting rid of the negative spirits does not mean getting rid of the positive spirits. The positive spirits will still be with you. So people are afraid, well, if I try to invoke anything to get rid of negative spirits, is great aunt Tilly going to be mad at me? <laughs> it's like, no, she'll right, be out. Right, <laughs> great- right. will still be there. She's a positive spirit. She'll still be with you. You know, it's not going to chase them away. But uh, I try to help people in, in that respect.
0: Well, you know, talking about demonologists and dark entities, do they actually are able to harm people and cause medical problems?
1: I think living in a room, they can. I think that they can cause, you know, they can cause sleep disruptions. If they're in someone's home, they could cause some medical issues. They cause emotional disruptions. People will say he was the nicest person and all of a sudden he just turned, you know, and he's been living in this house and they feel that there are spirits there. It could very well be. I don't think as much um, remotely, even though they try, I don't think they can remotely. You know, like I protect myself and I ground myself. So I feel like even though they know I'm there, they can see me. They can't get to me because I won't allow them to.
0: That makes sense.
1: I don't allow them. I don't allow them access to my world.
0: Well, you know, we we see on TV with ghost hunters and stuff Mm -hmm. that uh, people that lived in the house has become, you know, very seriously ill after they moved in. Uh, Sometimes, unfortunately, they lost family members with or I'm not going to say what I was going to say but let's use the word passed on yeah and uh and the doctors couldn't find a reason but you know it was something out of the ordinary that that the age they were it shouldn't have happened
1: shouldn't happen right
0: right so yeah. that, that was one of my questions because you know a lot of people tell me you know and i never really asked a psychic this or that question is like you know the i don't want to say the dead but the spirits and ghosts cannot hurt you and i think otherwise i think they have the capability to do so
1: i <clears throat> i think there's a difference between the negative spirits and the positive spirits. And I hate to say demons, but I do a lot of my groups don't allow this talk. I'm not allowed to talk about demons or demonology in my groups, but I do feel that there, if there's angels, there's demons where there's of good, course. where there's positive, there's negative. So I try to, when I talk in different um groups, like spirit photography is a group. And I try to say positive or negative spirits instead of saying, well, I think you got a demon in your house. But I think they can, you know, it can affect you. But also, I think your family members who have passed on and also the archangels and your guardian angel do come to protect you against demons and negative spirits. I do think there are, you know, that there's a lot of protective factors with people. That they may not realize, but that their family may very well be with them, protecting them from the bad entities. Okay. Is there-
0: now, I want to let you know this. My group is uncensored. Okay. The only thing I request is not not pointing to you or referring to you is no foul language. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, you- now, I'm not saying you, but just yeah. anybody that's listening on the air, you know, I'm very, very particular about that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the group's wide open.
1: Oh, and, okay. and,
0: I, and I agree with you on that, you know, the, the statement that you made. But what keeps coming back to my mind and, and flashes of images is the babies and the stillborns. I mean, mm-hmm. What do you pick up from those?
1: Oh, it's no Luki. It's um I'm yelling at my dog who's barking already. The other ones are being That's good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, one's always gotta act up, you know. But <laughs> tell you know, I can tell, you know, feel if it's a congenital thing. They, stop. Don't do that. <gasps> Don't do that.
0: Stop. My chihuahuas do the same thing when I'm on the air. It's funny.
1: Uh Yep, the chihuahua. And um, just feeling like things (coughs) they had for them, colors that they had picked out for them. If they had, you know, bunny rabbits or little blue bear or something like that with them, or if they were able to hold them before they passed or they passed before... They took a breath, you know, things like that or how old they were, Um, just little things trying to comfort them that they're angels in heaven now. Because I do believe that babies turn into angels in heaven and um, they're little cherubs up there. And uh, um, a lot of times I can sense who's with them. If it's a grandma who's passed or a grandpa who's passed or a favorite aunt or uncle or somebody else who has passed away who's with them and taking care of them in heaven, a lot of times I can sense that. So that will give them some comfort that they're not alone or what they're doing, like with the little, you know, children just. You know, their favorite colors and toys and TV shows and what they're showing me and uh, what they like to play with. And, uh, you know, if they had baby brothers and sisters or older ones and, you know, how much they love their mom and dad. And, and it comes down to to things like that. Well,
0: that's that's really interesting. Really? And, it, and it's fascinating.
1: Well, you if know. It's comfort, that's the main thing
0: it It really is and 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 I hate to ask this question, but you know, with the ones that are born that does not make it, are you able to
1: communicate with that child? Yes, yes, I'm communicating with them. And um, I'm sensing what they sensed and what they felt. And um, you know, if it was just their little heart just stopped, you know, or the lungs just weren't going to work, or something of that nature, you know, a lot of times I can feel that. I can feel what people are going through as they're passing away. Wow, what's going on with them. So uh, you know, it's just it's just very. Uh, Difficult and very draining to read to read babies especially because you know that they're grieving so much for them.
0: Right. Yeah. Doing
1: the babies.
0: Doing these readings whether it's on young children babies, adults you know does it ever affect you emotionally?
1: Um Oh, yeah, they can definitely, definitely get to me. And um, but I try to keep my emotional side out of it and just concentrate on what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing, what I'm seeing, what, you know, what visions I'm having. Um, I try to keep my my own grief out of it. But I definitely I feel their grief. So I know how much they're grieving for their loved one. I can that's, feel. It's something. That's, it's, I can't, you know, I can't go and tell them that I know what you're going through. Cause I have not, thank God, lost a child or lost a yeah. husband. That. So I can't, I have lost my parents, but I can't tell them I've been in their shoes and lost a husband or a child or something like that but i feel their grief and it gets very wearing on me to to absorb that so i have to kind of block some of that and not absorb all of their emotions but i can feel a lot of times what they're feeling then wow yeah yeah that's that's
0: got to be that's gotta be wearing wearing on you. Yeah. You know, a lot of psychics and mediums, you know, that I've talked to has expressed that, you know, sometimes they have to lay down and take a nap. Mm-hmm. They're just so
1: overwhelmed and tired. Right. Because you put a lot of your energy into that. You know, it's not just like you can, you know, I just look at a picture and be like, oh, that's a pretty girl. And sometimes it'll just be it that it will pick me up, and um, you know, or their name. You know, it would be a special name. Like I did a reading for a Louise. Well, my my grandmother's name was Louise, and my granddaughter's middle name is Louise. So of course I had to read for Louise. You know, so <laughs> it's just um, their names or their pictures that just strike with you that you feel like okay. Maybe, you know, this is a person who wants to communicate with me. And sometimes they don't. There are sometimes pictures and you can tell they're really not that interested in communicating with you. So <laughs> they, this, they have every right to their privacy if they don't want to communicate. But um, a lot of them do like to talk and they do want people to know that they're okay. And that they're at peace and that they're healthy again and that they're dancing and that they're playing cards or they're having cocktails or they're sitting by the ocean. You know, they want people to know that they're okay. So a lot of them do like to talk.
0: That's awesome. And, you know, when you communicate with these people or or they communicate with you, and is it like... Flashes, or is it like a TV screen where you watch like a movie?
1: Um, sometimes a little of both, I would have to say. Sometimes it's like it's like a flash, I'll just get a thought. It's like when names pop in my mind or initials, it'll just pop up and I'll just come out with it and just say, I came up with the name. Um, uh, Jerry was the last one, and his name was Jim. But Jerry popped in my head, and I said, "Or a J name," and his name was Jim. So I thought, you know, that was pretty close. You know, I was accepting that of a J name. That his his name was his name was Jim. That I connected with. So those things will just pop in my head, and sometimes my first thought is my correct thought. I'll have a first thought. And then I'll think about it and I'll correct myself. And my first thought was right. And I should just stick with that. So that's something that I am learning. You know, I should stick with that first thought. You know, I thought that they were going on a vacation. And she said yes. And I thought water. And um, she did acknowledge cruise. And the first thing that popped in my mind was Caribbean. And then I thought, No, I think they're going someplace exotic. I think they're going someplace like Greece, and she's like, "No, Caribbean." And I'm like, (laughs) "All right, should have stuck with Caribbean. You know, I would have been right on target."
0: See, ladies and gentlemen, everybody makes errors and mistakes. Nobody's perfect, (laughs) so you know that's that's amazing. Yeah, you know, it really is. It 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 just amazes me how you can do things and the gifts that you're blessed with, you know, well, from God above.
1: But don't you think that people still, you know, it's like when you think about somebody and all of a sudden they call you. Yes. I mean, don't we have that happen? Yes. Or, you know, you think about something and it comes up on TV Or somebody, you know, wants to go someplace and you were thinking of going there. I mean, different things like that. I think everyone has some kind of an ability. It's just whether they're open to it or not.
0: Well, I'll tell you what happened to me. Uh, Last week, I was interviewing a gentleman. And uh, if you watch the video, it was hard for me to maintain a straight face and no emotion and for 20 minutes i knew 7 seconds ahead of everything he was going to say oh.
1: how he was
0: going to say it
1: the tone
0: the emotion how he was going to say it with his body yeah. And it was freaking me out. And I'm trying to remain in front of the camera like nothing's going on.
1: Yeah, uh-huh.
0: 20 minutes, it stopped. And, huh. it, and he just went on. And I didn't know what was going on. And I'm like, did we have this conversation before? But, well, you know, it, it's just like I heard it first. Uh-huh. No, it was like replaying. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that and that scared me because I never had that experience before.
1: I, I do it all the time. I know what people are going to say before they say it. When they think of names, when someone's thinking of a name, I come up with it. I just do it. You know, it's just something that comes to me. It's just funny after a while, because when they're umming, um, I'm coming up with, oh, you're talking about Joe's grill. All right, you know, I just <laughs> yeah, yep, I do that all the time.
0: Yeah, you know, another thing, uh, where I live now, uh, my daughter's not here and it, ha- it hasn't happened in probably about a month, but my commode would flush three times in a row oh. in the Trinity now. Oh. It doesn't have a handle to, let me get in front of the camera, it doesn't have a handle to push down, it's got a button. Okay. And it's really hard to press.
1: Right, to push that
0: button. I would hear it over and over three times in a row, and an hour or two later, I would hear it again, and I wouldn't get up, and I would just ignore it. And uh, I told my mom about it because, you know, her and I believe in all this stuff. Yeah. And my mom was like, you need to call the a maintenance man. Something's wrong with your commode. I'm like, Mom, it's brand new. <laughs> I mean, uh, maintenance man, I need you to come over. My commode flushes three times in a row, a couple of hours a night, you know. Oh. And uh, they come over and look at it and nothing's wrong. I don't want to look like a fool. No. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: No, that ha- it's funny because that happens at uh the um private club, you know, that I belong to. They put it in a new men's bathroom. And when I'm alone in there, doesn't that darn thing flush? The urinal flushes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, who's in there? <laughs> Come out, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah, right. Now
0: one night my daughter was home, and we have a doggy gate uh, right there between uh, the the dining room and the hallway. It's a doggy gate. Let me get uh-huh. to in front of the camera again. I always do the opposite. It's a push button where you have to slide it, lift up, and open the gate. And mm. there was about 10 30 11 o'clock at night and i hear this bam and uh it it literally made me move on the couch And my daughter opened up her door and she said dad are you okay did you did you fall again and i'm like no i'm fine i'm fine i knew what what it was by the sound mm-hmm. and, uh, i'm surprised she didn't see it because she would have been freaked out and uh, so I waited about 10 or 15 minutes and I got up and looked. And the type of dog gate we have, if you know some of them, you have these bolts that you have to screw to put pressure on the wall.
1: Yes, I have to them. them in place. Baby gated everywhere. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. It took the paint off the walls and it was tilted.
1: Oh, like wow. Somebody
0: kicked it. So now my grandfather is a prankster.
1: Oh okay.
0: Alive. So that's what I'm chalking it up to. Okay. <laughs> Cause uh right before I retired uh on the police, uh, it was Justin and Caleb and myself, and they were riding partners, and I was riding by myself, and Justin was standing outside of the car and we were talking. And he was like, oh, ah, and just took off running. And I'm thinking, man, are we getting ready to be shot? Or we I mean, what's going on? So I'm freaking out, looking around in the, you know, my surroundings to make sure we're okay. And he ran off. And I get out of the car and, and I'm like, what's going on? He goes, He says, Sir, he says, I was talking to you and a face in the passenger window. Of your car just showed up and he was describing me what the face looked like. And you know, I didn't I didn't get much thought or anything. And I went home later that night and and I kept replaying in my mind what he was saying.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, <clears throat> the next shift we had working together, I showed him a picture of my grandfather. He goes, That's it. That's wow. Wow. And my grandfather was a police, a police officer as well. So I guess he was there protecting wow. me or, or just watching over me. Yeah. So and my mom. Yeah,
1: definitely. Up,
0: like, so, yeah. It was, that, that was very interesting. And, uh, you know, I and. My dad does believe in that part, so I did talk to my dad about it, and he said he was probably making sure you were okay, and, yeah. uh, you know, he was probably making sure that you didn't go anywhere because something was probably going to happen, and another psychic told me, you you misplace your keys a lot, and I'm oh. like, how do you know that? <laughs> You know, a lot of people do. You know, I'm I thinking it's a random guess. Mm-hmm. Says, Let me ask you this part How many times have you misplaced your keys and it took you a few minutes to find them? Then you get on the road and there's a bad wreck and you told your daughter that could have been us. Mm. Now, like, that's been yeah, several that- times. And she said, That's your guardian angel watching out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I told my daughter that several times that could have been us if we would have left right then and there
1: and right. looking
0: for the keys because mm-hmm. I put my keys in a certain spot every time
1: I do, Too, I do too I really I, do I lost them once and I think one of my spirit guides is a real jokester and she hid them on me <laughs> and then so what I did is I cried and I said and I told her it wasn't funny and I was very very upset and I needed my keys and then they reappeared so I got my keys.
0: Paired.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> that but she helped me find something today. I lost something today and I asked her to help. I said she's a good hunter of things. So she helped me find it today. So that was awesome. Yeah.
0: That's yep. Awesome. Yep. Now, during your experience in in your lifetime, have you ever have people that come through to talk to the loved ones, to tell them, "Hey, you need to go find this where I hid something and it's either money or an object?
1: Yeah, no, no. My, um, one of my best friends, um, they lost. her husband lost his Elks ring. And they looked everywhere for it, and then he, he passed away, and they never ever found it. And no, I couldn't help them find that Elks ring. We just thought so many times we'd find it in different pockets or or different cubbies or something, and never found it. Wow. So, good with that. <laughs> well, well,
0: you know, it. I didn't know because, you know, once again, you see on TV and, and, and TV is more of a uh amusing uh what term am I looking for? TV. What what does TV do to you?
1: Oh, just I don't know, um not stimulate you but entertain you. Yeah. <laughs> you. Entertain you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, entertains
0: you. And usually, you know, you see things that the psychics are being told, you know, your husband's coming back and telling you to go look in this location in the basement underneath this and move this and you'll find X amount or something like that. So, and that, and I, I never know because, uh, you know, I never asked that question before.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm never have oh, i don't it's not i mean i'm sure there are psychics that can do that but it's not not an easy thing to do
0: yeah to, i guess not
1: and they they do tell them but i mean i have had some come through and tell me that there were insurance policies i have had that happen oh really yeah they did tell me there were insurance policies and and they were they found them so well that's that's really nice yeah, guys. they weren't lost. So Now when
0: when I got hurt uh on the job and they thought I broke my back and oh, dear. I never forget when when the doctor came in, it was a different doctor, and he was like, Grizzly, we need to talk and I was like, Who are you? And he's like, I'm a urinologist and we need to talk. I'm like okay he said we found a tumor on your kidney i'm like right side he was like yes and i said how big is it he says i forgot how many millimeters
1: Mm -hmm. he says it
0: may have spread to your organs he says we're not for sure he says we want to go in and do a biopsy and i'm like if you're gonna go in go in and do what you gotta do I mean, you know, that's not not going to do something twice. So, you know, and he said, are you sure? And he said, yeah. So uh, he warned me of the possibilities of the complications and everything with the machine and using his hands. And so he gave me a couple of weeks and I got my affairs in order and everything. And got my insurance papers out, and basically had my banks back, you know, for the worst case scenario. Mm. And uh, he told me, he says, "You got about six months to live." Oh my god! And you know, it depends on how much it spread. So he goes in and everything, and uh, he removes part of my kidney. It didn't spread to any organs or anything. Good. So, it was small cell carcinoma. But the only sad part of it is it does have a chance to come back into the lungs. So, every 90 days, I get chest x-rays of the lungs. And every nine months, I get an MRI done. So, uh-huh. we am ahead of it just in yeah. case it does. Good. So, and that has really uh, awakened me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that God, I think, has given me a second chance on life. Uh uh-huh. I didn't get hurt, they wouldn't have found the cancer. Right. Right. Wow. You know, so I look at things totally different now. And even my daughter tells me, you know, Dad, you have changed. And I'm like, I think the cancer changed me. You know, I'm cancer free and you know knowing that knowing the the chance of losing your life alters your future, and it did to me yes, well, so, you know so that was that that's just my story. I just want to throw it out there wow so else, it is so what else do you have?
1: Oh, I think that's pretty much about it my my daughter's sick. Oh, so, really? Yes, I think she has the flu, so she just uh, texted me, so I have to read that and see what's going on. For her. yeah, nine thirty at night, I'm in Walmart getting cold medicine for her. Oh, oh bless your heart. Yeah.
0: So how <laughs> does people get a hold of you? So how
1: does people get a hold of you? Um. Well, I'm I'm on Facebook. That's it. Uh, <laughs>
0: Okay, and what's the Facebook called?
1: Well, I'm on I'm on different um sites. You know, psychic and medium cafe. Have you heard of them? Yes. Okay, psychic and medium cafe. Um I'm trying to think, oh.
0: You're gonna be on psychics and mediums around the world. Yes, of- I will be on. There.
1: You can get hold of me through that. So I'll definitely be on there. Yeah. And, and we can- let me
0: tell you something. It, it's really been a blessing to have you on the show.
1: Oh, uh, well, thank I, you.
0: I really thank you. It, it's been an honor. It really has. And ladies and gentlemen, if you like to be on Grizzly show, all you have to do is email me at Grizzly. The paranormal at gmail.com. Once again, that's grizzly, the paranormal at gmail.com. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the day and night where we must depart from coast to coast and around the world. We thank our guests, and I, I will always have an open invitation for you to come back.
1: Thank you. I'd love
0: to. I uh, sure will. Okay. And you all have a good day, and everybody have a good day.